John Kerrick is my name. Good to have you along today. Uh, we're talking indoor rowing. Now, let's find a little bit more about that. Indoor Rowing Expo is happening in Shishekho in Limpopo. Two-time Sports Administrator of the Year and G-Sports, Award Women, uh, G-Sport Awards Women of the Year last year. Her name is Virginia Mabasu, joins us now. Also Development Coordinator for Rowing South Africa. Virginia, how's it going? Hi, Jan and uh, FFM listeners. I am really doing great. And how are you? Uh, yep, always well. Always well. Proti is winning. Uh, Springboks are going to win everything. It's Sharks <laughs> winning a match. Yeah, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, that's a good way. All right. Tell us about an indoor... Okay, first of all, what is indoor rowing? Just so we understand. Okay. So there's rowing, which is known to be an Olympic sport on the water. Mm-hmm. Long boats, narrow boats, two oars uh, or blades. Uh, um, um, and then... There is indoor rowing. You would find the rowing machines in various um, gyms. Mm. Uh, that is a machine that we use. So we call it, it's a, it's, it has a, a world championship event. So that's how big um, uh, mm. the concept of indoor rowing is in the world. Uh, so how do you compete in indoor rowing? Okay, so we connect about 20 rowing machines. So there is a venue racing software. Uh, which is developed by Concept2, who are the manufacturers of the um, rowing machine that we are using. And um, so we run um, everything projected on the wall, um, all those machines into into one uh, computer, and then all entries per, per race. And as they are pulling uh, the, 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 the chain, the handle, so a little boat in front of their name will be moving towards the, 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 end, of the, the end of their distance. So that's how um, the indoor rowing competition um, happens. Okay, so it's like a virtual rowing regatta. Yes, it it can be run uh, virtually. The year's world uh, champs were ran virtually, um, and we had one of our athletes from Montaza who had uh, actually qualified to row at world. You know, so yeah, it is um, an actually a very perfect non-contact sport because mm. everybody is not going to be sharing a machine as soon as we finish a race we have an opportunity to clean the machines before somebody else comes in so yeah and you're not affected by the weather i think that's probably the biggest difference right no wind no sun no temperature differences nothing we are indoor um you know any weather it could be cold or raining cats and dogs outside and we'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> rose must love that yeah, yeah, perfect. But it's the hardest form of rowing, I must say. Um, I, 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 actually, athletes uh, prefer to be on the water more, more than um, indoor rowing. Yeah, the machine Why is, is that? very hot. The machine is very hot. The machine is very hot, and per- probably there's no excitement of of um, of the water that the boat is moving. Right. You know? So yeah, yeah, I think that's the biggest difference between uh, water rowing and indoor rowing. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I guess if 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 you're starting to get warm. And you're you're outdoor rowing. A little bit of water on the forehead would be okay. It can cool you down quickly. But yeah, when you when when you're competing indoors, it's just the way it is, right? Yeah, that's what the way it is, and it gets to be very hot. What I imagine, and, and and I guess this is where we're leading to having this expo, is it's more accessible. You don't need a boat. You don't need a, a flat piece of water. You can just do it anyway, right? Yes. Um, reason we, we, we run an expo before um, championships is to educate the communities um, where we're hosting the, the interchamps. And the um, um, objective, obviously, is to create more clubs um, after the events and um, to also make it, I mean, it's an easiest uh, form of uh, rowing that is easily accessible. You can do it anywhere. You can take your rowing machine and put it outside. 
and have um, 100 people per one machine um, sharing, you know, so it's easy and it's easy. I think it was very easy for Rowing South Africa to run, to drive mass participation through this program. Mm. It's interesting because it, these machines can't be cheap, right? So as you say, you, you almost want these community-based uh, systems, community-based groups to be able to get a couple of machines to be able to get people onto them, right? Yes. They're not very cheap. I mean, uh, they're very expensive. Um, and, you know, as the National Federation, we provide the equipment in all the areas that we, we start. Right. We, in some areas, we partner with the municipalities or the districts, and that also um, um, buy this equipment for the clubs that we started in those districts. So, they are very expensive. They're actually going at about twenty two thousand rands or so. <laughs> so it's okay. not a cheap it's not a cheap piece of equipment, you know. Is the point to to find future rowers and then get them onto the water, or is this now going to be a standalone sport? You mentioned there are uh, these competitions. Yeah. So we do create oh, what are rowing opportunities for all the indoor rowers. And this is to um, also do our talent identification. You know, um, the rower that I mentioned that um, he had qualified to row world indoors this year, um, they've been on the water. Uh, we've put them on the water. Actually, we've put all provinces um, um, on the water. So we run camps um, and prepare teams that race in SA and nationals and that happens in South Africa, April on the water. We've had Team Northwest that raced that in 2019, and they came up with great results, finishing top eight in all the the, 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 the crew boats that they had. Um, unfortunately, 2020, we couldn't race them because we didn't have any. Um, so we've, we've, we, we, we do create those, and the, the end goal, obviously, is to have more people of color into the water through this mm. program. So the progression, obviously, is to from indoor to water. Because I've been in one of those little rowing boats, and they're very difficult just to get started and just to get the technique correct. This, I think, I imagine, is a great way to to get the strength, to get the confidence, and then go. All right, now get in the water. Yes, yes. I think um, the once when we move them on the water, they have the basics on what to do. And I think the only difference when you're getting on the water for you to spoon the, the the water, you just have to open your 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 your, your hands. Um, mm. as opposed to being on the machine with your hands go back and forth straight, uh, you know, so that's the only difference. But when we put them on the water straight from in the rowing, um, it's much easier. Uh, it doesn't take too long to teach them to be on the water, just to, to teach them to not fear the water and to have that confidence in the water. And that's all it, it, that's all it takes. I've been in one of those rowing machines at the gym. Uh, it, it's not an easy sport. Uh, do you find people will have a go and then go, Psh, this is exhausting, I'm just going to go run around the track again? Yeah, um, <laughs> you're right. Um, a rowing machine is the toughest machine, but it's a greatest form of, of, of workout. Um, we, we do start a program, more especially in the beginning of the year, with, with, with school clubs. Um, we would have a huge influx of kids that will be joining and right before we even have a chance. We normally have this event in June, but because of COVID, we had to push it forward. We had to keep pushing it forward until it's possible. So you will find that by a chance in June, um, a lot of them have fallen off the programs because it becomes really hard and it needs a lot of commitment. You know, it's like running on the track. Whether you, if you are a runner, you know you have to train every day. So mm. indoor rowing needs you to, to even train twice a day to even actually get used to it, you know. So, yeah, it, it is a very hard sport. 
with with the with the lockdown, you mentioned everything's being pushed around. How is the sport as a whole now? Um, yeah, um, I think all sporting codes are affected in the country, and um, obviously there's um, psychological effects um, that yeah. has hit us as sports people, and um, that we were not able to 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 play us as administrators. We were not able to achieve our goals, and also look into this event that we're going to have. It's very hard to actually. It's going to be very hard, but we we managed to have a program that will be easy for us to execute um, the, all the races or to deliver this event um, um, safely. So we will stick to the, the, the restrictions in terms of numbers. We will run age groups in, in time slots. Um, every age group will come in and race. We'll do the medal ceremony. Everybody leaves and then next age group, that's how we're going to run it so that we do not have the whole number of people in the venue because we're not allowed to do so. So we are going, it, it's, it's very um, hard to, to do this, but it's going to be possible for us and how we've planned it. Uh, we've got a lot of volunteers, obviously, from the community there in the shareholder that will be helping us to coordinate this whole process. When, when I think of rowing, I think of the, the great boat race in, in, in England. What's it? Uh, Oxford against Cambridge. Yeah, that, that to me is almost like the pinnacle, obviously the Olympic Games and, and the Commonwealth Games as well. Do you see a future where South African athletes uh, can get a bursary to go to Oxford based on rowing? I see. That is very possible. That is very possible. Um, in 2017, I had an opportunity to visit um, uh, British Rowing, and we were discussing an exchange program. And um, so mm. we, could, we could expose our our development kids into an international uh, participation and how camps are there. I, I run there. I had an opportunity to, to attend one of their camps uh, over five days. And just to observe how they're doing things and vis-a-vis how we are in South Africa and the facilities, obviously, uh, they have huge, lots and lots and lots and lots of sports that we have here. We have to share here. We have to piggyback and borrow. But, mm. you know, I see a great, a great uh, possibility in that, you know. So, obviously, we have to start slowly and, you know, um, the talent we have in South Africa, trust me, and to this program, we've managed to create an opportunity to actually go around in all the districts and, and provinces. Mm. There is great talent. All we need to do is to continue to create this opportunity that will open up international exposure and also um, um, bursaries that can be available for the um, rowers. Yeah, I, I said this at the beginning when these virtual events started about how it's the democratization of sport. In the old days, you would have had to find a river, find a boat, find a coach, get onto it. Now, you, you're taking five or six rowing machines and suddenly that person can compete with anybody in the world virtually. So you can yes. find athletes so much quicker. Yes, 100%. 100%. Tends to say that I think it has given rowing um, a great um, opportunity or either it has made things possible for rowing to be represented in all nine provinces um, than um, just water rowing, which was previously in, in four provinces, which was difficult to stretch it out to, to more districts. And through this program, we were able to go everywhere. We were able to reach out um, to the numbers that we have we were able to even find the, the, the kids that have got great talent. One of those kids um, is now on bursary at UJ, the University mm. of Johannesburg. Um, he's on the water now, um, doing quite well. He's actually made it to B team that will be co- going down to Port Alfred for boat race at the end of this month. So you can see that um, through this program, we've managed to, to tap into talents in the country. And as we continue to mm. do so, it's going to be easy, and it's easy for us because it's just take two egos here, two row machines here, and and you know, and be able to 
to make it possible. All right. Now, I want to talk about you a little bit, if you don't mind, Virginia Mabasa, Development Coordinator of Rowing South Africa. You were, well, you are a fashion designer. How does a fashion designer get into rowing? Oh, Lord. Uh, so a funny story, you know. So, <laughs> firstly, you know, I I come from a health sector. So I'd been there for five years and I decided, you know what, I need a change of scenery, you know. And I saw a post in Rowing South Africa. I applied. I get there. And I'm like, I didn't even know what rowing was. I've never seen a rowing boat, trust me. I've never seen a rowing boat. I got there, like, okay, I'm doing rowing. Okay, fine. I did my books and everything. But, you know, I started attending uh, regattas in Pretoria at Royal Plus. So when I got there, you know, the funny story, I always tell the story because I think uh, it reminds me of, of where it all started and where the bug really fits. You know? So I get to HHM, everybody uh, on the exit jetty, so I'm standing there, chills, and everybody's shouting, heads, heads, heads. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, okay, what are these, what are these people shouting, you know? And then everybody's like, they're killing our heads. And I'm like, huh? You know? Until the boat bumps me on my head. And that's when the Sakushina, that's what we were trying to let you move out of the way. <laughs> I love myself, but when I came back from that event, I, I started reading the rules of race things. You don't understand <laughs> <laughs> to understand the, the lingo. You know, rowing has its own terminology. Mm. So the terminology, um, boat classes and everything, I started officiating. Um, yeah, I, you know, I started officiating and I moved um, just like that. You know, fashion designing has always been um, something that I picked up from the health sector because they had a an incredible program, um, income generation for, for, for patients that were infected and affected by HIV and AIDS and for them to, those who were unemployed, to earn an income. So one day I was sitting lunchtime. I was not even part of the class, but I was listening. I was sitting in my corner there. But trust me, after that lesson, it, the lesson was not for me, but it ended up reaching me. I went and bought my first machine just like that. And mm. I taught myself and um, established a business, you know. So it, it's been a great journey. And, you know, to, to have both, I think it's a great. Um, um, mm. And I also teach the rowing kids to say, you know, you can have this, but you can also have this, you know, to teach them life skills here and there. So, yeah. You, you tell a story about how a gentleman laughed at you, but then helped you thread your first machine, teach you a little bit how to use this industrial machine. And I've worked on them and they're very difficult to do. Do you, is, is that part of what has led you to help others and develop others? This, the fact that somebody was willing to sit down and begin teaching you? Yes. And I think in my, in my whole life upbringing, also um, growing up from a village, there's all, there had always been someone that was lending a helping hand. You know, I, I, I grew up from a very poor family. You know, there was always someone that is, I'll buy you a sheet. I'll pay for your winter classes. I'll pay, you know, so there was always someone that was um, lending a helping hand that has contributed so much to the woman that I am today, you know. So hence, even in this program, I I, 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 I sort of mother this kids, you know. So I, I I don't actually think twice in terms of helping someone, in terms of sharing a skill, in terms of bringing in someone uh, into the program to, to actually experience how it is to run such a national program. So that is also sharing your, 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 your skills as well. So um, uh, helping someone, it, it, it's not taking away the power that you have. It's also mm. empowering and actually growing um, the name, uh, your brand or your name in people's mouth and in a good way. You know, so I always say that, always lend a helping hand. All right, Virginia Mabasa, great chatting to you. Give us details. When can somebody get hold of an indoor rowing machine next? Um, so we, we will be in Sushiho from, from Wednesday. We're starting the expo and uh, Saturday until Friday. And then Saturday, 
it be international championships. From there, we're going to be moving in all provinces, doing water rowing camps, um, um, teaching, hence we say, teaching the nation to row, we then put them on the water, so that will happen in all the provinces, we decentralize the camps. Um, and then, yeah, by the end of, by 2nd of December, we should have concluded all the camps in all the provinces, and uh, hopefully by 2021, uh, 22, we'll be allowed to have the internationals on the water, and we'll have representation that is at least from all provinces. But um, everybody can just follow us on the Rosa website or either on my social media platforms on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, Virginia, so they can catch all the video clips as it happens, what will be live. And uh, obviously for people who cannot um, be there physically, so they can, can, can actually see how we, we're actually delivering this event. Virginia, great challenge. Thanks very much for joining us and good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Virginia Mabasa, Development Coordinator for Rowing South Africa. Indoor rowing, it's a sport. Get involved. I've tried that indoor rowing when I used to go to the gym back in the day.